Hello and welcome to Front Page Radio with your host, international author, broadcaster, and journalist Dan Wooding, the founder of Assist Ministries and the Assist News Service. Dan, who was born in Nigeria of British missionary parents, was raised in England and later worked for some of Great Britain's largest newspapers. He has been a journalist covering the world for some 47 years now with a focus on persecuted Christians and missions. And now, here's Dan Wooding with today's guest. Welcome to today's program, and our special guest today is someone that you all know, Pat Boone. When I was a kid, I loved Pat Boone's music, but I love him even more today because of the amazing work that he's doing, particularly on behalf of Israel. So, Pat, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you, Dan. Uh, What a good friend you've been for, lo, these many years goes back into another century. <laughs> well, I always remember coming to your um, 80th birthday party there in, uh, uh, was it the Hilton Hotel? And you, you uh, very kindly... Yeah, it was, it you, was the Beverly Hilton. The Beverly you, Hilton. And you very kindly uh, set me up with an interview with one of my heroes, uh, Larry King. So thank you for that. I never... <laughs> well, as you say that, and you were at my, in past tense, I was at your 80th birthday celebration. I think the thought flitted through my mind. I never dreamed I would think, boy, I'd like to be 80 again. <laughs> what in the world is going on, man? <laughs> well, Pat, tell us now, you, you've put on this extraordinary trip to Israel. I understand Dino is going to be there and Susan Stafford and maybe some others. Yep. Tell well, in fact, there will be several others. We can't. We're not at liberty to announce yet, but we, we've invited some, some top-ranked um, uh, American performers and celebrities, and also uh, Israeli, of course, uh, including, I'll just, I won't name her, but there's an Israeli woman who <laughs> is a Wonder Woman on, uh, on television, but she, she lives in Israel, and so we're hoping to have Wonder Woman. <laughs> And uh, we, we, we've had a very favorable response from Barbara Streisand and people who feel like I do about Israel and uh, the 70th anniversary of the modern state of the historic nation called Israel. Well, this is extraordinary. I notice one of the people going with you is Susan Stafford. Yes. And uh, Susan was the uh, original host, I believe, of Wheel of Fortune. She sure was. People, a lot of people forget that, yeah. But she had quite a story that you were also involved with, with Rock Hudson during his last few days. Can you share with us what happened? Well, yeah. I, we've never, there's been, never been any particular publicity about it. Susan has wanted to, she thinks it ought to be a documentary or perhaps a film because films are made about uh, unusual occurrences and events that uh, are not widely known but but are a matter of fact and history. But yes, uh, I had known Rock when we were both making movies and we we spent some time once uh, at Western Costuming when we were both trying on costumes for roles that we were going to play and <clears throat> it never occurred to me, and he was such a manly guy, <laughs> that, and my wife was, if there was anybody that she would have swooned over, it would have been Rock, you know, and it never occurred to me that maybe he was, uh, he might have preferred my company to uh, Shirley's, <laughs> <clears throat> but, uh, but in any case, he never betrayed that to me at all, and we were just kind of buddies, 
And um, and yet when he, of course, uh, became known that he was suffering from AIDS and really was dying, and of course at that point nobody knew really how it was, you know, how it was transferred, uh, contacted. How would you perhaps, if you got too close, if he sneezed would, or if you shook his hand or would you be contaminated somehow, nobody knew. So a lot of his own friends, close friends, were not coming to see him in those last days, but we knew where he lived up in the Bel Air, Bel, Beverly Hills Hills, and um, we met a couple of nurses that were taking care of him, and they were Christians, and they told Shirley, that uh, my wife, that, that they had prayed with Rock, and that he was in very poor state, but very open to the gospel, wanting to be known to the Lord as a believer, a Christian. He wasn't doing it for publicity or anything. He just he knew he was soon to meet God face to face, and he wanted to meet him as a, as, as a child of God. And the nurses were conveying this to him and even had had communion with him, taken, taken uh, communion. And, uh, and so Shirley asked if, if it would be possible for us to come see him and they made the arrangement with his, his buddy Tom, who was looking after him in the Rock's house. And so we went up twice to just meet him and meet with him and pray with him. He was emaciated. He was really in his last days. But even though he couldn't speak, his throat had been ravaged by the disease. And, but his eyes were shiny, bright, you know, out of uh, sunken sockets. As I say, he didn't look like any Rock Hudson that, that you'd ever seen in film. But he uh, he welcomed us. He couldn't speak, but he could tell by his visage and the smile that he was glad we were there. We prayed with him, and then we asked if we could come back again. And uh, he said yes. And so about uh, two nights later, I think it was, Shirley and I and a, and a dear friend of ours from New Zealand, uh, uh, kind of a woman minister, we came back to, I was going to do what the Bible says in James, the Gospel of James. If any of you is sick, let him call for elders of the church. Let them anoint the sick with oil and pray over him in the name of the Lord, and he can be healed. Well, I am an elder at the church on the way, and I brought oil. And so we came in, and there was rock. Tom had him propped up in bed, and again, his eyes shining very brightly, welcoming us although he was just skin and bones. And I said, Rock, or I said, Roy. I was now calling him Roy because his real name was Roy Fitzgerald. And uh, and so was Tom called him, called him Roy. So I said, we're here. We love you. Can, and I read this little scripture in James. I said, do you mind? Would you be willing to let me anoint you with oil in the name of Jesus and pray over you and, and ask the Lord to heal you? And he nodded his head, of course, affirmatively, yes, do it. Now, his pajama top was open, and I, not still not knowing how Abe's might be transferred, but remembering that Jesus touched lepers mm. and healed them, I just took the oil and I made a big sign of the cross in oil on his bare chest. And I said, I'm doing this, making the sign of the cross. Jesus died for our sins. Jesus, the Bible says in First in Peter, with his stripes, we were healed. 
He died for our illnesses, our diseases, our sins. And I'm doing this in his name, and I'm asking him to heal you, Roy. And, and he was obviously eager to receive it. And Tom came in right after that, he, and, and there was something that was brighter and more kind of changed in Roy's countenance. And Tom said, boy, Roy, you look better. You're going to have a great day tomorrow, man. He says, I'm going to lay out your happy clothes tomorrow. <laughs> and, uh, and Roy nodded good, and, and we, we prayed again, and we left. The next morning, Dan, we get the word. It was on the news that Rock Hudson had died. Well, we couldn't believe it. And Shirley, I wasn't able, but Shirley and her friend uh, went up the hill to the house again, and there were still the, the funeral arrangements, and not arrangements, but the, uh, the hearse was there. They had not taken him out. They were getting some things together. Tom was. And Shirley and her friend were allowed to go in. This is what Susan wanted to dramatize on, on film. Uh, and, and Shirley put her hands on Rock's cold feet and prayed for him and asked the Lord to raise him. And and he was wearing some bright-colored clothes. Tom told us, told Shirley, I came in, I put Rock's happy clothes, I said, it's going to be a good day, and I opened the shutters to let the morning sun, sunrise, come in. And Rock passed looking at the rising sun through the shutters, of his bedroom, propped up in bed in his happy clothes. And we all wept afterwards, saying, you know, it was a happy day. He went to be with the Lord. He was raised to a brand new body. He, the AIDS had, had ruined his, uh, his normal physical body, but now the Bible says we are given new bodies, eternal bodies, and uh, that, that now we believe that... Uh, Roy Fitzgerald, better known as Rock Hudson, is there with the Lord, and he'll welcome us when we come to our eternal habitations. And uh, and so that's that story. I mean, uh, they then, of course, took him away to bury the body, but they didn't bury Rock or Ro Roy. Roy was not in that body then. I remember, Pat, that um, Susan told me um, in, in an interview I did with her that she, I think it was after you had gone, she said, to, uh, she said to Rock Hudson, you know, you know all about Jesus now. Would you like to pray the sinner's prayer? Yeah. And she brought in a, um, an actor who was also a priest, and he prayed the sinner's prayer with uh, Rock Hudson just yes. before he died. I mean, that's an incredible story. It, it is, because, look, the Bible says, with the heart man believes unto righteousness. That is, he wants to be righteous, and he can point toward righteousness. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So first you believe in your heart that Jesus is who he says he is and that he's able to do what he says he will do, and then you confess that with your mouth. And I was just talking to a Jewish fellow Sunday after the Thalian Award I was given, and he was there too, and he's a longtime friend of Debbie's and Gabri, her husband, and others. And he said, I'm, I'm still Jewish, but Todd Fisher, Debbie's son, baptized me. And he said, I'm still not clear, you know, what was supposed to happen. But I, I said, well, did he probably, as I imagine, he'd ask if you believe that Jesus is the Messiah, 
promised to the Jews that he is the Messiah and that he is the Son of God and uh, that you were being baptized into relationship with him. He said, well, that's, that's my understanding, but he says there's still so much I don't know. But he said, I, I do think, the reason he brought it up, he said, I think I have healing hands. I said, what do you mean? He said, I, I have been with some people in recent years, in the last, since I was baptized, and I, people, children and others that are sick and feel terrible, and I, I just put my hands on them, and they get well. And they said, I don't know what to make of this. I, I don't know if I'm supposed to make any. I said, look, you became a new person. Now, people don't understand this. I think Joel Osteen should explain what he means when he leads the prayer after all of his sermons. Pray this prayer with me. I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and he, I make him my Lord and Savior. And he says, "If you and he died for my sins. And... Um, and, and if you pray this prayer, then uh, then we believe you've been born again. Well, people don't know what that means. And my friend I was talking to didn't know what it meant, really. And I said, look, think of it. I'm going to give you one word, conception. When you were born, there was a conception that took place between your father and your mother. They didn't know that they had created a new being, I guarantee. <laughs> uh, and you certainly didn't know anything about it. But because of the action... A conception took place, and and eventually your presence as another human being made made yourself manifest to your mom, and you were born. When you made that confession and you were baptized by Todd Fisher, you said something and you initiated a relationship. And Jesus says you become a new person. Now, all children develop at different times and stages, but God gives gifts to his children and the fact if you have healing ministry in your hands that is from god it is a sign to you that you became a new you had to took on a new identity and that's what being born again means that you will become a new person still in the same skin but you'll find that your desires change you desire that your your understandings of spiritual things change and gradually especially if you nurture it with God's word you will become a new person and so I he says well can we get together and talk about this some more and we made we we certainly will uh, and I'm going to spend some time with him and and I'll let Todd Fisher know that that this fellow this longtime friend that they'd lost contact together that uh, he did become a new person that day but he's still an infant in his understandings but he's already been given a gift like many infants are. <laughs> and they don't have to be uh, believers in God. God distributes gifts to people as he chooses. And uh, so I, anyway, that's, Susan was the one that was, um, she prayed and had Rock, or Roy, pray the sinner's prayer. And when Rock said those words, that I know I'm a sinner, we all are, and I believe that Jesus died for my sins. He took the guilt of my sins on himself, and I have been cleansed, and I'm no longer guilty because of him, and I, I name him the Lord and Savior of my life. I dedicate myself to my Lord and Savior. That's what I'm sure that uh, the kind of thing that uh, Susan led him in, and he Maybe he still had his voice. I haven't asked her about that, whether 
he was simply nodding assent, or was he actually saying those words? But I, I'll bet you he was whispering them and meaning them. Because, you know, when you get down to death's door, uh, they call it foxhole prayers. Yeah, that's right. A lot of people wait till they're in a foxhole before they actually say, God, I need you. They think they can make it through life without him. But then the time comes when they realize, no, I'm not getting out of this world alive. There's only one way to get out of this world alive, <laughs> and that's with a new life which only God can give. And, and, you know, that's what I like to share with all my Jewish friends, is the Messiah came that we might have life, and that abundantly. And, yes, he was rejected by his own people. It was prophesied over and over by himself that he would be rejected. And he came into his own, his own received him not. But he will eventually be known to them. And they will be pierced in their hearts and say, you mean we, that is collectively as a people, we crucified our own Savior? Yes, as Isaiah and Jeremiah and other prophets said would happen. But now you can receive him. And uh, so, you know, that's what we we like to share. And, of course, we, they don't all accept it right now but more and more there is an open openness uh, in fact i'll tell you as i'm we're talking about my going to israel i'll be with uh, prime minister netanyahu he's a friend of mine and he became a friend when uh, uh, when he was in college at mit and he and he really loved my music i we, i say uh, we weren't friends then but he was a fan and he particularly liked my record of speedy gonzalez so every time <laughs> we're together I can't imagine the Netanyahu, you know, clapping to that. He, <laughs> Yet, he was just a college kid, you know, <laughs> in Massachusetts, and he and he uh, speaks perfect English, and he was, you know, he's half American, really. And uh, and whenever we're together, he's, hello, Speedy, how are you? Come on in. <laughs> and two years ago, it was in his office in in uh, Jerusalem. I was there going to be performing in the Man Theater in concert the next day. And he couldn't come because of security uh, things. He said, it, it'll be too dangerous for you if I come, and it will be interruptive, and I wish I could come. I'd love to hear you. going to sing Speedy Gonzalez? I said, I sure am. And uh, <laughs> so and he might have heard it because the concert went live over, I think it was FM2, the main station in Israel, and my, they broadcast my concert live. <laughs> And uh, so you may have heard me sing Speedy Gonzalez. Got a big, big hand there in the Man Theater in Tel Aviv. But we are we're good friends, and when we get together, as we did the night before that concert, he was letting me know his son, his, his youngest son, is a Bible scholar, like Netanyahu's father, Ben Zion. And um, his son, uh, Netanyahu, wanted me to know uh, had just twice won a national contest, Know Your Bible. And he was the he won over all the other contestants answering questions from about the Bible and in the Bible. And, I, and, and you could tell Netanyahu very proud of his son. And I said, well, your dad was a tremendous Bible scholar, yes, and I know that you believe all that the Bible, the, you know, the prophets, the Jewish prophets, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, uh, all of them, Jeremiah, uh, Zechariah, Zechariah, what they all prophesied about Israel. And you are, you know that Israel became a nation only through the power of God and, and has been protected, certainly by strong, brave soldiers, men and women, but 
and technology and diligence, but it is God that is overlooking and protecting you. You know that. And he said, of course we do. I know it. And that's why I can say with certainty that we will never be expelled from our land. This is the land that God gave Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and to his descendants, and we are those descendants. And so we we have rock-solid understanding, mutual understanding, and and uh, and he, I said, I'm very. I know you got to be very proud of your son. Are you aware of Rabbi Kaduri? And he he looked puzzled a minute. I said, He's the 106, 107 year old rabbi, Rabbi Kaduri. He, oh yes, he said Kabbalah. <laughs> I said yes, the Kabbalah priest, but the most respected priest in Israel, uh, still 100, 106 years old at that, but. By now, he about a year before he had died, a little over a year before he had died, Rabbi Kaduri. But before he died, I said, were you aware that that he told his followers he was still meeting with his disciples at 106 years old, that he told his followers he had met the Messiah, the Messiah had appeared to him and told him his name? And, and uh, Netanyahu seems not to have known that. <clears throat> and I said, yes, and he... He said, I've written his name down and sealed it in my own handwriting, and and it's not to be opened till a year after I'm gone. But And he says, Ariel Sharon will go first, and then I will pass. And when I do, a year later, open the envelope, and I will reveal the name of the Messiah as he has told it to me. And I said, are you aware? I, uh, I just asked him. I, I didn't call him by name. Are you aware? That, that this has happened, and he seemed not to be aware. I'm amazed, but it, it, I tell you, I guess the Israeli press has not been anxious to publicize this for obvious reasons, but yes, when that letter was opened, and in his own handwriting, he said the Messiah's name is Yehoshua, huh. and Netanyahu said Jesus. <clears throat> I said, yes, Yo, Jesus is the anglicization Anglo, Anglo, is that the word? Yeah, Anglicization. Anglicization yeah. of the of the word Yehoshua, which means in Hebrew Jehovah is salvation. But the but Jesus comes from that. I said now there were others named Jesus in Jesus' day, but none uh, <laughs> lived the life or could have claimed really after two thousand years to be the Messiah. And we didn't get into that. We didn't. We didn't discuss it further. I didn't want to, you know, to ask him to make any sort of commitment to that. But he was. He had not known. And there is a book called "The Rabbi Who Found Messiah" by a name Carl Gallup's, and you can easily get it on the internet and uh, on Amazon. And there's a picture of Rabbi Kaduri on the cover. The Rabbi Who Found Messiah. Huh. And and and. But, oh, I did say when Kaduri died, as you know, know, they stopped and there were 200,000 people in the streets when they blow the shofars. <clears throat> and he said, yes, yes, he was a very, very respected, most respected rabbi at 107 or so when he died. But somehow I guess the press in Israel has not wanted <laughs> to, to make promote. much of the fact right. that the uh, this most respected oldest rabbi said the messiah has told me his name is yehoshua 
What a, what a great story. Well, look, Pat, we, uh, we're running out of time, but for people who want to hear more of these great stories from Pat Boone or Susan Stafford or some of the others. Come with us. Yeah. Sure. What's the dates and how do people get the Good. info? It is May 9th through the 20th. That, that incorporates May 14th, which is the actual date of the uh, 70th anniversary, the founding of the modern state. It was 1948, May uh, 14th. And, uh, and so we'll be there when the, I tell you, all of Israel will be celebrating the 70th birthday of, of the modern state. Now, of course, there's going to have to be a lot of alert uh, Israeli soldiers everywhere because there are enemies, sad to say, that will not want to join in the celebration and would like to somehow disrupt the celebration. But we're there, and everything will be safe, and it's, it's a first-rate tour, and we'll see all the great sights, and we'll have, a, we'll have an audience, I feel sure, with uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu. And then we do the television special from the Roman Amphitheater in Caesarea, and all who come on the tour will be party to all of that. It's, it's going to be an unusual, one-of-a-kind tour. So, and what's the website? you're invited, Dan. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, what, what's the website, Pat? Uh, just pat, uh, com. Well, that would be a wonderful event. You can hear these great stories from Pat. Oh, yeah, you we'll pa- have a ton of stories to tell. Yeah. And uh, not just us, me, but, but many of the people coming will have their own stories. Right, and, right. Uh, it'll be historic, so thanks for letting me talk about it. Yeah, well, Pat Boone, thank you so much. And I am thrilled that the Prime Minister of Israel loves Speedy Gonzalez, because yes, I do as does. well. <laughs> And now he knows the name of the Messiah. Wonderful. And we'll, we'll may, maybe have further talk about that, I hope. Okay. You have been listening to Front Page Radio with international journalist Dan Wooding. If you would like a free subscription to the Assist News Service, log on to www.assistnews.net. And if you would like to write to Dan, send an email to assistnews at aol.com. Tune in again for another edition of Front Page Radio on this same station.